Today we are going to have the Holy Communion. I would like to have it before I give the word. Together we are going to give the word. My wife and myself, we are going to give the word. And uh, so get ready to receive the, you know, to partake of the Holy Communion. And all those who are baptized, even if you are from another church, you can participate. If you have been baptized in water, you can participate. Because we are all one body in Christ. There's a beautiful presence of God, the Holy Spirit here. Just allow Him to touch you and to speak to you. Because He is real. He is the living God. Hallelujah. Lord, hallelujah. Even as everything is quiet, God is moving. Jesus Christ is moving. The Spirit of God is moving. God, the Holy Spirit, is known as the Spirit of Christ. In Romans chapter 8, verse 9, He is known as the Spirit of Christ. If anyone does not have the Spirit of Christ, he does not belong to Jesus. If anyone does not have the Spirit of Christ, he does not belong to Jesus. That's what the Word of God says. All of us, we are alive in our faith only with God the Holy Spirit. If any Christian does not have God the Holy Spirit, he is a dead Christian. Because life, eternal life is given to us when we have God the Holy Spirit who has been sealed with us for our redemption. Hallelujah. And everyone has received, anyone has not received, put up your hand. Is there anyone who has not received? You may put up your hand. When Jesus gave the wine and the bread, he didn't say, this is wine. He said, this is my blood. He didn't say, this is bread. He said, this is my flesh. Now, as we take it, this is a great miracle which we must always understand that the word of God says, when Jesus says, this is my body and my blood given for you, the moment we take by faith and we put in our mouth, believe that it is the real blood and body of Jesus Christ. 
because when you take it by faith inside it can transform itself to be the real body and blood because that is where the power is that is how i see it and how i i preach here because jesus didn't say this resembles my body uh, this is you know as a symbol no he said this is my body and this is my blood so let us take believe every word what he says Jesus Christ on the night he was betrayed he took the bread gave thanks broke it and gave it to his disciples and said eat of it all of you for this is my body given for you let us all eat of it and in like manner he took the cup gave thanks and gave it to his disciples saying drink of it all of you for this is my blood shed for the forgiveness of your sin let us all drink of it we thank you father for your body and the body and the blood of jesus christ we believe and we know each time we partake of it it has got miraculous power and strength to preserve us we want to thank you father we commit this time into your hands In jesus name we pray amen hallelujah hallelujah we will re- we will stand because we are going to do a prayer now I'm going to read Psalms 91 as a prayer. I'm just waiting for you all to just get prepared. Those who are collecting the cups. But just remember this church, God the Holy Spirit is here with us right now. Let us have reverence for the house of God. I just pray that all of us here are prepared because this prayer is coming from our hearts for our nation and ourselves I'm going to read Psalms 91 He who dwells in the shelter of the most high will rest in the shadow of the almighty I will say of the Lord he is my refuge and my fortress my God in whom I trust Surely he will save you from the fowler's snare and from the deadly pestilence He will cover you with his feathers and under his wings you will find refuge His faithfulness will be your shield and rampart You will not fear the terror of the night nor the arrow that flies by day nor the pestilence that stalks in the darkness nor the plague that destroys at midday a thousand may fall at your side 10000 at your right hand but it will not come near you you will only observe with your eyes and see the punishment the wicked if you make the most high your dwelling even the lord 
who is my refuge. Then no harm will befall you. No disaster will come near your tent. For he will command his angels concerning you to guard you in all your ways. They will lift you up in their hands so that you will not strike your foot against a stone. You will tread upon the lion and the cobra. You will trample the great lion and the serpent. Because he loves me, says the Lord, I will rescue him. I will protect him, for he acknowledges my name. He will call upon me, and I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. I will deliver him and honor him. With long life will I satisfy him and show him my salvation. The salvation that the word of God is saying is the gift of God. It is eternal life for you and me. God the Holy Spirit, we welcome you right now in the name of Jesus. We thank you God the Holy Spirit for being here with us and please continue to be with us as we talk about you. In Jesus name we pray and the church says amen. Please be seated. Shall we give a clap offering for Jesus? Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Now, I, I, I need another very powerful clap offering for the Holy Spirit. He's the one who is here right now. Thank you, God, the Holy Spirit. Thank you. Wishing you a very, very good afternoon today. And we want to welcome all brothers and sisters in Christ. We welcome you in the sweet name of Jesus. For those who are new here, we welcome you. Thank you for coming. Shall we give Jesus a clap? I'm going to the title. The title of today's message is, God the Holy Spirit is not dead in this church. This title comes with a testimony. So hold on there. Fix up your safety belts. We are going to move now. Because God the Holy Spirit is going to touch and move you and me. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So please pay attention. Young people, do not let me mention your names. Please focus. Fix your eyes on Jesus. He wants to bless you. The anointing of God the Holy Spirit is going to fall. Because this was our prayer. God, the Holy Spirit, touch each and every one. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We are going to see a clip first. This is a revival fire and about God, the Holy Spirit. This is in another nation, in Jakarta. And uh, the pastor that was leading was Pastor Andres Bisoni. And we are going to see that move of God, the Holy Spirit, right now. Can I have the lights off, please? The gospel is the good news.
The gospel is the good news. Injil adalah kabar baik that Jesus Christ, bahwa Yesus Kristus on the cross, di atas kayu salib, paid in full for the debt that you owed and that I owed. Menggantikan hukuman yang mestinya kita terima dan mengambil hukuman itu bagi dirinya sendiri. That Jesus paid for your sin and for my sin. Yesus melunasi hutang dosa kita. That he was wounded for our transgressions. Ia disiksa, ia disakiti karena dosa dan kesalahan kita. He was bruised for our iniquities. Ia dilukai karena segala dosa kita. He offered his soul as an offering for our sin. Ia memberikan jiwanya sebagai persembahan. Make a decision. Buat pilihan. To change. Untuk berubah. Make a decision. Buat pilihan. To turn your back on sin. Untuk berpaling dari dosa. And to go straight to Jesus. Dan maju dan mengalami Yesus. Berikan tuan yang meriah buat Tuhan. Depression is gone. I have no more fear and no more anxiety. Can you hear? Before, when I sit like this, people has to like take me up. But now I can do it myself. I was diagnosed with Fig Johnson disease and affects my eyes. I cannot see. My eyes, I can see now. He's merciful and compassionate. I'm a drug addict. I repented today. Jesus has set you free. Tuhan telah membebaskan kau. Jesus, jika engkau bisa melihat mata dari Yesus, kau akan melihat mata yang penuh dengan kasih. What makes our God unique? Apa yang membuat Tuhan kita unik? Is that our God is love? Adalah bahwa Allah kita adalah kasih. Jakarta, Indonesia. Jesus Christ is Lord. Haleluya, halelayu, haleluya. Puji Tuhan, puji Tuhan. Ya, bila roh kudus di samping kita, ajaib dan mukjizat berlaku. Haleluya, haleluya. If it can happen there, it can happen here. It is happening in our country. God the Holy Spirit, it is God the Holy Spirit. Haleluya, haleluya. Shall we give God the Holy Spirit a big hand? Haleluya, haleluya, haleluya. The Bible text for today is John chapter 14, verse 15 to 17. Jesus promises the Holy Spirit. 
If you love me, you will obey what I command. Now that's a decision that we have to make here. If you love me, says the Lord. It's a decision. When we love him, then we obey him. And we follow his commands. And I will ask the father. And he will give you another counselor. To be with you forever. The spirit of truth. The world cannot see. Cannot accept him. Because it neither sees him. Nor knows him. But you know him. For he lives with you. And will be in you. Two Sundays ago. Started on a Sunday. Two Sundays ago, a couple of things had happened that shocked Pastor and myself. And we were very saddened over the situations. And we became weak, very weak. But we came before the Lord. And the Holy Spirit lifted us up. Because God, the Holy Spirit, is not dead in this church. Shall we give a clap offering for God the Holy Spirit? Hallelujah. I began to seek the Lord through his word. And he led me to read the word of God. And he gave me that understanding about people. And Jesus said, from the heart comes evil thoughts. You can find this in Matthew 15, verse 19. Jesus said, from the heart comes evil thoughts, murder, adultery, sexual immorality, theft, false testimony, slander. And the word of God spoke to me and shared and told me that there are people who are in these bondages. And we need to rescue them. While this was going on, a sister who completely did not know what was going on spoke to me. And she said she had a dream about me. She heard me crying. And she saw a woman giving me a card. But the word of God came. God telling, God the Holy Spirit is not dead in this church. Wow. When I heard that, I was like resurrected from the dead. Because this is my testimony. I was shaken. In, my th in our 30 years of ministry, we have faced Goliaths. We, you, you name it, we have faced it. I was doing a case and uh, I did invest time in this case. But there were some things there that shook me up. I do not know whether it's my age or I do not know. But I was broken. And uh, let me tell you, don't think that pastors and pastors' wives all are all rocks. We are human beings. And I was just praying and just asking the Lord, 
what to do because you know when you when you do not know how to handle things you cannot go to people especially when we are counseling and leading and praying but god the holy spirit he came and he spoke this sister did not know anything and i did not tell her anything and i still have not told her anything but i just was so glad to receive this message that god the holy spirit is not dead in this church it strengthened me lifted me up and i received the joy and the peace i was actually ministered by god the holy spirit the power of god the holy spirit is great great church i just want to tell you god the holy spirit is alive church he's alive he's alive you know the word of god as we read just now god said if you love me you will obey what i command we need to love jesus we need to love the holy spirit then we will follow his command jesus doesn't force he's a gentleman god the holy spirit is a gentleman and i will ask the father and he will give you another counselor to be with you forever that was the jackpot forever and i just want to share with you church read john chapter 14 15 to 17 go home and read it again because there's some more coming up because god the holy spirit said this to me i will be with you forever hallelujah amen you know that word forever that means he will always be with you till you reach heaven he will always be with you the spirit of truth god the holy spirit is the spirit of truth the world cannot accept him because it neither sees him nor knows him but you know him for he lives with you and will be in you i want to just stress that he lives with you that means as you walk he walks as you sit he sits as you move as you dance he dances with you the other word he will be in you in you this one you know mothers who have carried children they understand in you when you have a baby in you can you take the baby out and put the baby and said wait ah huh? i'll just go and uh, go for a movie and come you have to carry the baby you have to carry that is why you see mothers push because they have to carry the baby the baby is heavy we have some sisters who are pregnant here ask them you have to carry god the holy spirit is in you you have to take him everywhere you go to your work to the uh, um, uh, food center he will come with you because he's in you that is the power of god the holy spirit hallelujah hallelujah shall we give him a clap god the holy spirit
And his name is the Holy Spirit. And his name is the Holy Spirit. Shall we give him another clap? God the Holy Spirit is here. He wants to touch. I can see he's moving. He's touching. And I know by the time we reach to the next message that is coming up, I believe God the Holy Spirit will be revealing more. Hallelujah. I'm just a starter. Some more to come. So, God the Holy Spirit, know him as your God who is in you. Know him as your counselor who's in you. Know him as the powerful God who's in you. Know him as the God who does signs and wonders for you. Hallelujah. Signs and wonders. Shall we give him a clap? Come on church. God the Holy Spirit. It is him. You are not clapping to me. But God the Holy Spirit. He is here. He is here. Give him a big hand. Church, give him a big hand. His name is the Holy Spirit. God the Holy Spirit. You saw Pastor Andres Bessoni. He did not touch the people. He just had to stand. Because God the Holy Spirit was with him and in him. And he and God the Holy Spirit is the one that touches you and me. Not us. It is him. Hallelujah. 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 So who is God the Holy Spirit? He is the Spirit of Christ. He is the Spirit of Christ. Romans 8 verse 9. Romans chapter 8 verse 9. You, however, are controlled not by the sinful nature, but by the Spirit. If the Spirit of God lives in you, and if anyone does not have the Spirit of Christ, he does not belong to Christ. The Spirit of God is in us. Hallelujah. I just before passing on to Pastor Joseph, God the Holy Spirit is just telling me to just pray a prayer of compassion and mercy. Just lift up your hands, church, before I pass this to Pastor Joseph. Just lift up their hands. Because it is God the Holy Spirit who is going to touch you and speak to you. We thank you, God the Holy Spirit. We thank you, God the Holy Spirit, that you are going to do more, that you are going to do more, that you are going to touch more, that you are going to speak, that you are going to reveal, that you are going to touch, that you are going to heal, that you are going to restore, and you are going to do the deliverance. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Sharabaka yandarabaka yandarabashandarabaka yandarabara. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Hallelujah. The three cases which my wife was sharing with you all, they did not, the cases did not affect our faith. We did not go down in our faith, no. But what happened was, the people whom we love were affected. So that, when they were affected by the case, that, because of the love we have for them, affected us. So that is why, in these kinds of things, we want to tell you, when we are lost, it is God, the Holy Spirit, who helps us. And it is true 
that he is our helper. He, he is our helper. So God the Holy Spirit is not dead but alive in church, in the church, generally throughout, everywhere, every church. Although Jesus Christ said that God the Holy Spirit will live in us, he is actively involved in the church because he wants the church to always be in holiness. He wants the church to have the fear of God. Reverence for God is very important. Holiness is fear of God, reverence for God. Church, I want to tell you this. Do not take God lightly. He says, I am a great God. He's a very great God. So I'm going to share with you about God the Holy Spirit. In the early church, people sold their property and brought the whole amount to the church to be shared among others. Can we read Acts chapter 4, verses 32 to 37? Acts 4, 32 to 37. All the believers were united in heart and mind, and they felt that what they owned was not their own. So they shared everything they had. The apostles testified powerfully to the resurrection of the Lord Jesus, and God's great blessing was upon them all. There were no needy people among them because those who owned lands or houses would sell them and bring the money to the apostles to give to those in need. For instance, there was Joseph, the one the apostle nicknamed Barnabas, which means son of encouragement. He was from the tri tribe of Levi and came from the island of Cyprus. He sold a field he owned and brought the money to the apostles. Yes. And if you continue to read, what happens is, there was Ananias and Sapphira in the next Sunday. They continue to read. You all know about Ananias and Sapphira? Ananias and Sapphira were husband and wife. Now, they saw these things happening. When, when people sell the property, they come and give. They lay it at the feet of the apostles. So, you know, generally, I want you all to think. Huh? Let us trans, you know, transport ourselves to that place. You know, go into that era. Go into that church where this is happening where we are there seated with them in the, in the congregation and we are seeing people buying, uh, selling their things, coming and laying their money, giving their money to the apostle, to Peter. What would have happened? What would have happened? All the others who see will say, look at so and so. Such generosity. So and so is so, such, such a good Christian. For, for this person to sell his land. We know where his land is. We know where his house is. He sold that house. And he, and he brought and gave it to the apostles. Because he loves Jesus and he, he's, he obeys. But then what happened was, Ananias and Sapphira saw that. The recognition of the church upon the people who gave. I want you all to think, follow me very carefully. The recognition the recognition in church of people who do things for the Lord. So Ananias and Sapphira decided to sell their property. After selling the property, they came like all the others. Of course, they also wanted the church to know that they're giving the money. They gave to 
Peter here and said, Peter, we sold this property and this is the amount. Now God the Holy Spirit is alive in the church. God the Holy Spirit told Peter, that is a lie. That is a lie. They did not sell the property for that amount. They sold it for a higher amount, much more higher. What they're giving you is a small amount. But they told the church, this is what we're getting. This is what we got. They told the church so that people can say, look at them, so generous, so kind. They gave their property, everything they sold and gave the money there. No. They kept a good amount to themselves. They kept a good amount to themselves. This is the the problem here. Why did they do that? Is they wanted recognition. Today, this thing, recognition, is very active in churches. Many people want to be recognized. But the word of God says differently. When you give her help or do something, don't let anyone know. But here is a very good teaching for us. So, he told, yes, this is the amount. And he dropped down dead because God, the Holy Spirit, is alive. Then his wife comes. His wife comes. Now, we will read Acts chapter 5, verses 1 to 5. Acts chapter 5, verses 1 to 5. Now a man named Ananias, together with his wife, Sapphira, also sold a piece of property. With his wife's full knowledge, he kept back part of the money for himself, but brought, bought the rest and put it at the apostles' feet. Then Peter said, Ananias, how is it that Satan has so filled your heart that you have lied to the Holy Spirit and have kept for yourself some of the money you received for the land? Didn't it belong to you before it was sold? And after it was sold, wasn't the money at your disposal? What made you think of doing such a thing? You have not lied to man, but to God. Yes. And what happened? Can you read the next verse? When Ananias heard this, he fell down and died. And a great fear seized all heard what had happened. Okay, I want all of you to now listen very carefully. Eh? This thing is not in the Old Testament. It is in the New Testament. The beginning of the New Testament. That means our era. From there onwards it comes to us. Our time. So this thing is happening in the New Testament. Peter says, Peter didn't give him, a, you, you, must, you observe and see, Peter didn't tell anything else. Why did you allow Satan to fill your heart? Other people, Christians in churches, allowing Satan to fill their hearts. So he said, why did you allow? And why did you decide to tell a lie to God the Holy Spirit? 
Why did you decide to tell a lie to God the Holy Spirit? And where? In the church. Are lies being spoken in church? Who is there? Who is alive in the church? Peter said, God the Holy Spirit is here. You didn't tell me a lie. You told a lie to the to God the Holy Spirit. If you read that, you see, he didn't say, you have told a lie to God the Holy Spirit. Now we will see what happened. When his wife came. When the wife came, Peter asked the wife, is this the price? Yes, she said. Can we read Acts chapter 5, verses 8 to 10? Peter asked her, Was this the price you and your husband received for your land? Yes, she replied, that was the price. And Peter said, How could the two of you even think of conspiring to test the spirit of the Lord like this? The young men who buried your husband are just outside the door, and they will carry you out too. Instantly, she fell to the floor and died. When the young men came in and saw that she was dead, they carried her out and buried her beside her husband. Okay. What happened? Husband and wife conspired. Why? Nobody forced you to give the money. Did anyone force you to sell your property and give the money to the church? What prompted you to sell the, mo- the property and give the money to the church? Only one thing I want recognition. I want to be recognized. I want everyone to know that I gave this. That's all. Peter asked, was the money yours? The whole thing was yours, isn't it? Even, I think, even if he were to have said that that time, Peter, we sold this for so much, but we're only giving so much. That is different. I took part of the money. That is different. But because it is written there that all those who sold gave everything. So they didn't, they didn't want to say that like that. They wanted the name. Today, it is happening in churches. These things are happening in churches because this, what we are seeing here is Lies told to the Holy Spirit. Okay, I want to ask you. Ananias and Sapphira were regular in church. They were people recognized in the, in the circle as good Christians. Even their neighbors would say, they are good Christians, they go regular to church. They do this, they do that, they do everything for the Lord. Now, when, when the neighbors hear of Ananias and Sapphira dying, what do you think they would have said? Why? Why such Christians? They were good Christians. Why must they die? Sometimes even we ask, isn't it? He was a good Christian. Why why, why did God allow him to die suddenly? But good Christians can also disobey God. 
It's not only telling lies. I want you to, you to understand. When he brought the lies into the church, when both husband and wife brought the lies into the church, they brought their sin into the church. God couldn't take it. God couldn't take it. Because he is a holy God. He is a holy God. They had no respect for God. The for the you can say there was no fear of God. There was no reverence for God. And that is how some you know they were. So they died. Some people get angry with God. Such nice people. Why did God you know, allow this to happen or do this to them? But he knows. Can this happen in churches today? It can happen. Why did he die? Pastor, why did he die? Because secret sins, God knows. Don't, do not tell lies to the Holy Spirit. Do not test God with your sins. So that is why God the Holy Spirit is alive in church. He is alive. When we do not recognize God the Holy Spirit and do not have godly fear in our lives, we will, what happens is the next moment, the moment we do not recognize, we, we will leave our relationship or leave God the Holy Spirit and our relationship with God the Holy Spirit will be no more. Will be no more. Without God the Holy Spirit, remember this, we will be able to, even in church, we can be in the same church, a spiritual church. But the moment we grip God the Holy Spirit, what happens is, we walk out of Him. He does not walk out of us, we walk out of Him. And when we walk out of Him, we will, have, will not have God the Holy Spirit anymore in our lives, but we are good Christians. Can we live as good Christians without God the Holy Spirit? To the eyes of people? Yes. To the eyes of people, he's a good Christian. He gives his tithes. He comes to church. He helps the, the widows and orphans. Whenever you want any help, go and ask him. He will, he's ready to help. But God the Holy Spirit is not there in his life. If God the Holy Spirit is not there in his life, what happens is he has no salvation. He has no salvation because it is God the Holy Spirit who takes us to be to, into the kingdom of God. We can see this in Ephesians chapter 4 verse 30. Ephesians 4 verse 30. And do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God with whom you were sealed for the day of redemption. Yes. We are sealed. Remember, you cannot break a seal. We are sealed. But who can break the seal? God will never break the seal. We break the seal. That's a very sad thing, you know. God has sealed us with God the Holy Spirit. 
And God will never break the seal, but I can break it. When I break it, I come out of Him. What a sad thing. And I live a life as what I want. Whatever way I want. I'm attending a spiritual church. But then, to the eyes of everyone, in the eyes of everyone, I'm a good Christian. And if I were to be in a ministry, I want you to listen to this very carefully. Yeah? If I were to be in a ministry, doing a ministry for the Lord Jesus Christ, I will see wonders and miracles taking place in my ministry. When I pray for people, people will be healed. When I cast out demons, demons will shiver and flee in the name of Jesus. When I do that, I'm doing that without God's Holy Spirit with me. Can I do that? Yes, I can do that. You know why? God looks at the people who comes. And in His grace and in His compassion, He attends to the need of the people. But when that happens, I become swell-headed. Because I think, I will think, oh, my God is with me. Though I've gripped God the Holy Spirit, though I've left God the Holy Spirit, but still God the Holy Spirit is with me. And therefore, I, I, I think, I will think, I, I'm saved. Oh, I'm definitely saved. I can go to heaven when Jesus Christ comes again. I will be taken up to be with him. But then, the word of God says, the word of God says in Matthew, I'm, I'm sorry, in the word of God says, in Matthew chapter 7, 22 and 23. Matthew 7, 22 and 23. On judgment day, many will say to me, Lord, Lord, we prophesied in your name and cast out demons in your name and performed many miracles in your name. But I will reply, I never knew you. Get away from me, you who break God's laws. Yes, that is true. I cast out. I, I prayed and miracles took place. But what did Jesus say? Get away from me. I do not know you. Because you have disobeyed me. It is very fearful. It is very fearful. You know why? Here again, no one will be deceived in any way. We can only be deceived when I allow deceit to come into my heart. So I want to tell everyone here, even if you do not know much of the word, but if you know a little of the word and you obey that word, Satan can never deceive you. Again, I want to tell you, huh? Please listen very carefully. Eh? I have seen wicked people outside. But I have seen worst wicked people in churches. Wickedness in church is far greater than outside. Because they camouflage themselves. So these are the kinds of people whom Jesus says, no, I want the truth. It's only the truth. That's what we need God the Holy Spirit. You cannot have wickedness and God the Holy Spirit in you. We can never have. We are either here or there. That's all. So that is why the Lord says, I will tell you, you may, have, you may be a good preacher. You may be a, you know, an evangelist. You may be a person who's doing so many things and brought many hundreds of people into the kingdom of God. But you, you have no entry. Because you have disobeyed me. That verse which Jesus says in Matthew 7, 22 and 23 is very strong. Very, very strong. 
So what I would like to say is, let us not be deceived by saying, Oh, when I pray things happen, therefore I am saved. No, it's not that. Not that. Your relationship with God, the Holy Spirit, is very, very important. You have been sealed with Him for your redemption. Redemption is on the day when He comes, when we shall be redeemed from this life into the next. That is very important. Therefore, we see here, it is very, very important that we always check ourselves, realign ourselves, check ourselves, realign ourselves. If somebody comes and tells you something is wrong, do not immediately defend yourself, but look into in the direction and see, and ask the Lord, Lord, am I in the right di- direction? If your husband, your wife tells you, don't get upset and angry. Or if, you, if anybody tells you, close to you tells you, don't get upset and angry. Even, okay, even if it is wrong, never mind. You can always check yourself. Examine your life. And you can be sure that you are on the right track. That is very, very important. I would like to tell those of you who are doing ministries, you know, everyone, not only ministries, every person in this world, every person in this world, from a beggar to royalty, everyone has pride. Have you seen beggars showing pride? You know, he comes and asks, begs money. He'll take out 50 cents and gives, he'll, he'll take the 50 cents and give to you. He wants dollars now. He's got pride. Pride is the killer. In churches, many, many Christians have pride. Many Christians have pride. Because of pride, they cannot work together in, in a committee. Because of pride, they cannot submit to authority, to the leadership of the church. Because of pride, you know, they do not want to have fellowship. But they will say, no, I don't have pride. I do not want trouble. That is what I want to keep myself. No, the Lord sees you right through into your heart and says, you have pride. No one can run away from the truth. It is the truth which the Lord wants. So today I would like to ask everyone here. I'm not telling you, even I, I'm in the same boat with you all. Do you know that? When we stand before the living God, I stand equal together with you all, same, on the same platform. There's no special place for me as a, as a pastor, no. It's only a function given to me. I only... Take that role because he has given me the calling and I do my best to fulfill what my God wants me to do. But we are on the same platform because I'm also not perfect. You're not perfect. Exactly. So that is how we see here. We cannot judge anyone, but we can always look at ourselves within ourselves. You know, see, see, look into your own self and see where do you stand. So every person... Remember, every person in church is called to serve God. Every person in church is called to serve God. No one is supposed to sit and warm the seat. Everyone is supposed to serve God. Because there are many. You, are, you may be the hand or the leg or you know, any part of the body, the eye or the ear. You may be. 
but do not keep quiet that is if you keep quiet you are like the man with a one talent which was given to him and he says this is the talent you gave me lord i give it back to you i buried it and kept it i give it back to you no the lord wants you to use it whatever whatever talent the lord has given you use it for his kingdom so in that process when we work with people in the church we can be hurt here and there because no one is perfect we can be hurt here and there but when we are hurt here and there do not take it to heart because always allow god the holy spirit who is inside you to lead you and to guide you because that is very important god the holy spirit is so gentle and you know so loving and he will always give us guidance and without him we cannot live in this world we cannot live so we see uh, every person in this church is called to be you know to do ministry everyone but one thing i would like to tell you is this do not be a pastor if you are not called to be a pastor do not be a pastor if you are not called to be a pastor because today three months study you become pastor it is not that easy you become a pastor if you do not have god the holy spirit and the calling you can never go through you cannot the weight upon you is very very heavy the things which come upon you is very very great very great therefore what i would like to say is if you are called don't sit come if you are not called don't because you have other calling you can be become an evangelist how do you become an evangelist is when you say lord i want to speak your word and and preach to people and pray for people any one of you can do that because we are all called to go out and share about the lord and as you go about and share about the lord and pray for people god will say since you're doing that i will give you the gifts because that's how god operates so we see here uh, god is a good god god is a good god all of us every one of us I want to tell you again every one of us we have a limited time in this world we have a limited time and I always the lord always speaks to me this riches and wealth of the world if you are given use it for god keep for yourself some use it for god you know why when you are, when the time has come for you to depart it is like getting up from a game of monopoly where you have won many things there you have saved many you know things there property and money and all that and then when you finish the game you get up you say oh i was so rich there how nice if i it was real isn't it but that is how we will say when we have fat bank accounts and not be rich to god and go off we will see the money as we depart we will see our property as we depart so today i want to tell you listen to god the holy spirit because our life is with him our life is with him and when he is with us you are the most you can say you have the fullness of life without him there's no fullness of life with him there is fullness of life now i want to share with you one more very important thing here 
You see, without the calling of God, the Holy Spirit, we cannot go into big, big ministries. The fivefold ministries is the calling of the Holy Spirit, God, the Holy Spirit. The fivefold, huh? The fivefold is, you know, prophet, evangelist, pastor, teacher, apostle. Now, we are seeing here in the book of Acts, chapter 13, chapter 13, verses 1 to 3. Chapter 13, verses 1 to 3. Chapter 13, verses 1 to 3. In the church at Antioch, they were prophets and teachers. Barnabas, Simeon called Niger, Lucius of Serene, Manin, who had been brought up with Herod the Tetrarch, and Saul. While they were worshipping the Lord and fasting, the Holy Spirit said, Set apart for me, Barnabas and Saul, for the work to which I have called them. So, after they had fasted and prayed, they placed their hands on them and sent them off. Yes. So, you see here, Paul and Barnabas were called by God the Holy Spirit to be set apart for a ministry. Two of them for the ministry which God the Holy Spirit is calling. And now when God the Holy Spirit is calling, God the Holy Spirit won't send the two of them alone because the word of God says... I will be with you. God says, I will be with you. That means, when the two of them were called, God the Holy Spirit unites with them and the three of them go together for the ministry. In the book of Matthew chapter 28, verses 19 and 20. Matthew 28, 19 and 20. Matthew 28, 19 and 20. Therefore, Go and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Teach these new disciples to obey all the commands I have given you. And be sure of this, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. Yes, I am with you. That means he gives the command and says, I am with you. Now he calls them, two of them, and he says, I want you all to now go into a ministry and I am with you. So the Lord, so nothing, no ministry can be done without God the Holy Spirit. So this whole calling of God the Holy Spirit was, I am with you. I am with you. So Paul and Barnabas were doing, you know, good ministry when they went out. And, and what happened was, they were, they were doing the good ministry and when they came and reported it was a good ministry, now Paul wants to go on a second missionary journey to the same places where they went and where they made disciples. Now Paul is telling to Barnabas, Barnabas, come, let's go. We will go to the same places and visit all these people. Barnabas says, okay, I will come. I want to bring my cousin, John Mark. I want to bring my cousin, John Mark. So Paul says, okay, bring your cousin. Uh, the second time, no, I'm sorry, the first time. The first time, it was, uh, Paul says, bring your cousin the first time. The second missionary journey, when, it, when they wanted to go, Paul wanted to go, Paul said to Barnabas, come, let's go, second journey. Then he wanted to bring again John Mark. Then Paul said, I do not want John Mark the second journey. First journey, he came along with us. But the first journey, when he came along, halfway, he left us and went off. Halfway, John Mark left us and went off. So, 
when Paul said that, Barnabas was very upset. He said, no. Because John Mark was Barnabas' cousin. He said, no, I want this man. I want John Mark, my cousin, to be with me. Paul said, no. And the contention became so great that they separated. Paul went on his journey with Silas. Barnabas took John Mark and went on his journey. Now, listen very carefully. Yeah? In ministry, do not ever, 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 ever let relationships and emotions come in. Do not ever let relationships and emotions. My, my son must go there and play the drums. My daughter must go and play the keyboard. It happens in some churches. But that's not the way it should be done. If your son is capable of playing, can. Yes, definitely we will take. If your daughter is capable of playing, definitely we will take. But if, if the playing level is not that good for to play with others, no, it shouldn't be. Because the calling must come there. It cannot be in the same way in many ministries. If the calling is not there, don't go. If the calling is not there, don't go. So this is what we see here. So, because of relationships. So, I've seen in some churches, parents, professionals, educated people, fighting for their children. They become like small children and fight. Why didn't you pick my child? You know, this is a very simple thing I've seen. It is a simple thing, but they even go to the extent of fighting with the teachers, Sunday school teachers. But thank God it doesn't happen here. It does not happen here. Thank God. But these are realities I'm sharing with you. So this is where we see here, Paul and Barnabas separated company because Barnabas wanted his cousin. He wanted his cousin to come along with him. So Barnabas had a cousin, John Mark, who also was interested in doing ministry. But that young boy was not, you can say, serious. So Barnabas went with John. Paul went with Silas. Now, I would like you all to understand the situation. Huh? I, 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 I read this whole thing and I came to... Uh, to understand in a natural, human way of, of what happens in, in, a, in a situation like that. I'm not, I'm not adding to the, the word of God, but I think it may have happened. So I do not want you to uh, repeat what I'm telling, but I want you to understand what I'm going to share with you. Because what I'm going to share with you is not, you are not going to take it as you know, gospel truth. But it could have happened this way. Barnabas, why do you want to take John Mark? You know that he left him, left you all the first trip. The second trip, why do you take him? Barnabas answers, no, you see, what is wrong? After all, I am going to pay for him. Paul is just going to come along with me only. And more over that, more over that, you see, he is going to come and he'll be a help for us. We tell him to run here and do this and do that. He'll be able to help us. 
Is that wrong? So the guy who's asking will stink and say, what you're saying is right. Because after all, there's nothing wrong. Why is Paul so adamant and says, no, you cannot bring? Then you go to Paul. Paul, why are you so stubborn? Why didn't you take John Mark? After all, he's, going to, he's willing to pay the thing and after all, he can help you to run here, run there. Paul says, I made a big mistake. But you took, you took John Mark with you in the first trip. Yes. I made a big mistake. You know why? When God the Holy Spirit called us for the ministry, he called only two of us. He did not call John Mark. He called only two of us. So, I made the mistake of bringing him, allowing him to come. Today, these are the mistakes made in churches. These are the mistakes made in churches. Ministry falls. Misunderstanding comes. Because when God the Holy Spirit does not call you, don't bring the person inside. Don't bring the person inside. If we are going to serve God the Holy Spirit, because God the Holy Spirit is alive in the church and he's, He is the head of the church. So we see here, there was a mistake. The very first time itself, God the Holy Spirit didn't call John Mark. It was my mistake. Why did you make the mistake? Paul, you are a man who's so close to God. You are so close to God. You have been fasting and praying and you have seen the greatness of God in your life. Why did you make? Because I don't believe that you can make a mistake like that. Then Paul says, I was obligated to Barnabas. I became obligated to Barnabas. How? How did he become obligated to Barnabas? When Saul, Paul was Saul, he was persecuting the Christians and the disciples did not want to have anything to do with him at all. So when Saul was met by Jesus Christ and turned and became Paul and became a strong worker for Jesus Christ, the disciples were still afraid of him. The disciples of Jesus Christ still didn't want him. And they didn't want to have anything to do with him. He wanted many times to go and see the disciples, but they didn't want him at all. It was Barnabas who took him and, and gave assurance to the disciples that, that, that Paul is a new man. So because of that, Paul became obligated to Barnabas. Because of that, we can become obligated to people in the church. If I, the pastor, sometimes make, get, an, you know, uh, you can say, uh, and help or a favor done for me by somebody in the church, 
I'll be very happy. But then, that person can hold the paper and come in a different way and ask me. And I will be obligated to do. You understand what I'm telling you? Okay, but thanks be to God. I never will take any favor from anyone. If I, have, if I know somebody in the church, you see there were people in the church who were having car wash. They say, come pastor, I will do a good job for you, free I'll do. No. I won't sell my, my position. I won't sell my position. Because I'm serving the living God. I'm serving the living God. I can't gain anything now. Everything will be a loss if I were to do that. That is why I want to tell you, you can become obligated to somebody and your ministry can be affected. Don't do that. Your love for the Lord can be affected. Don't do that. Your stand for the Lord Jesus Christ can be affected because you are under obligation. You have to follow me and do this thing for me because you are obligated. You have to do it. And when you do it, you deny the Lord Jesus Christ. So today we are learning something very important here. God, the Holy Spirit who lives inside you will keep on telling, don't do that, my child. Don't do that, my child. Don't do that, my child. I'm sorry, Lord. I'm obligated. I'm sorry, Lord. I'm obligated. Never ever be obligated to anyone. Never ever be obligated to anyone because Jesus Christ is real. God, the Holy Spirit is alive. He is alive. Amen? So, that is why we have to see here, the ministry of Paul is recorded in the Bible. The ministry of Barnabas is not there anymore. If you see, after that, you cannot see anything about Barnabas at all. He had left God the Holy Spirit because of his emotional ties. He disobeyed God the Holy Spirit. He was called, he was called and not his cousin. Remember your calling and do not shirk your ministry. By neglecting it or asking someone else to replace you. And if you lose God the Holy Spirit, you will, if you do not have God the Holy Spirit, you will not be able to worship. You will be standing here and saying, why is it last time I used to worship, now I can't worship. You will not be able to pray. You will not be able to understand the word of God as you read because you are empty. You are empty. You will be wondering why. What am I doing here? I'm just standing here. My legs are tired standing. You know why? You are not filled anymore in the Holy Spirit. Today, God wants to set every one of us free. God wants to set every one of us free. God, the Holy Spirit is alive in this church. Those of you who want to surrender to God, the Holy Spirit, today is the day. And I would like to ask these questions and, and I, I'm going to finish this. Have you disobeyed the requirements of holiness in church? Have you disobeyed the requirements of godly fear? 
of reverence? Have you disobeyed your calling into ministry? Have you gripped God, the Holy Spirit? Let us stand. The Lord is here in our midst. I'm sure God is moving in a very mighty way today. Yeah? And he is talking to everyone here. He is talking to everyone here. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Musicians come up. Everyone. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I think I would like to ask somebody to switch off one of the icons. It's a bit cold here. Remember, God, the Holy Spirit is alive and he's in this church. Not only in this church, in every church. But today, I'm addressing all of you because we are here in this church. God, the Holy Spirit is alive in every church. God, the Holy Spirit is alive in churches. God knows. God knows. Sometimes we see why so-and-so, a good man, why did he suddenly lose his blessings? We'll be you know, feeling sad and sorry for him. But do you know what really happened between him and God, the Holy Spirit? You won't know that. You will not know that. Therefore, today, never make any judgment regarding God because He is God. He is God. He's the immortal God. He's the almighty God. We cannot fathom His ways. We cannot understand. We do not have the knowledge of of the, of the living God. We are mere creatures of His creation. Today He's here in our midst. As we worship Him, if any one of you want to surrender yourself to the Lord, you may come forward. There's nothing wrong in coming forward to just say, Lord, I want to surrender myself to you now today and I want to renew my, myself with you. I want to. Because I love you. I do not want to be deceived, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord.
God the Holy Spirit is here. He wants to be in you. He wants to be with you. He wants to strengthen you. His love and compassion is upon you. God says, because you love me, I will protect you. I will rescue you. I will heal you. I will deliver you. I will be with you. No matter what the situation, God the Holy Spirit is going to be there for you. He's going to give you the victories. You are going to see the victories in your lives. The decisions you make today, receiving God the Holy Spirit into your life, will be the blessings for tomorrow. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Sharabaka yandarabaka yandarabaka. Hallelujah. 
Believe. Believe that God the Holy Spirit is coming inside you. Believe. Open your heart and receive Him. 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 Believe. 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 Now. 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 He's here. He's here. Believe. Hallelujah. Believe. Believe. He's here right now. God the Holy Spirit is here right now. Believe. Believe. Hallelujah. 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 Your body. Your body belongs to Him. Your body belongs to Him. Your body does not belong to you, but belongs to Him. Your body belongs to Him. Your body belongs to Him. Your body belongs to Him. He says, Your body belongs to me. Yes. Hallelujah. The Word of God says, Do not destroy your body because it belongs to me. Do not destroy your body because it belongs to me. Yes. Hallelujah. The owner of your body is here. The owner, the rightful owner of your body is here. Whatever sickness you have, He will set you free right now in the name of Jesus. If you surrender your body to Him right now, whatever fear you have, He will now remove the fear in the name of Jesus. Because that body of yours belongs to Him. Belongs to Him. Belongs to Him. Belongs to Him. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Father God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. 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 La kubesana karvakuria la ku. Rona korona kubana karvakuria la ku. E karvakuria. Hallelujah. La kubesana. On holy ground. And I know.
Hallelujah. 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 Your life may look like being shattered with no hope. But today the Lord is telling you, I am your hope. I am your future. You trust Him. God, the Holy Spirit will come inside you and will lead you into paths of righteousness. Into paths of righteousness. Because He is God. He is God. Believe. You are going to see miracles. You are going to see things happening in your life. Don't give up. Don't give up. God is not dead, but He's alive. God is not dead, He's alive. God is not dead, He's alive. He says, my child, I will reveal myself to you. Hallelujah. 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 Today the Lord is telling, I will change your whole life. I will change your whole life. Remove all the things and give you a beautiful life. The fullness of life is in my hands, he says. I'll give it to you. But this is what you have to do, my child. You have to surrender everything to God, the Holy Spirit. Who will come inside you. Who will guide you. Who will remove unwanted things in your life. And you have to follow Him and walk with Him. And you're going to, you're going to enjoy your life. Because that is why God made us to enjoy life with Him. Remove all the things of your mind which are negative and bring every thought of your mind under, under captivity to Lord Jesus Christ so that everything what you think will be according to His word. Remove all arguments from your mind. All doubts from your mind. And today tell, I believe and I receive you, God the Holy Spirit. Do not be conformed to the pattern of the world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, which will be done by God the Holy Spirit. We want to thank you, Father. Thank you, Heavenly Father, for today. Thank you for your wonderful presence here. I want to thank you, Lord, for touching every one of us, for leading us and guiding us. We ask of you to continue to come. Yes, Lord. Continue to, Lord, confirm your word with signs and wonders in our lives. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Please be seated. Praise the Lord and a blessed afternoon to everyone. Praise the Lord. Are we excited or not? Should be excited. I tell you why we need to.